pay your water bill, or lose your house. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The National Resources Defense Council released a report last week showing that there is a one in four chance that the water in homes across the country is either unsafe to drink or has not been properly monitored for contamination. Previous reports have focused on local concerns like those in Flint, but this new study was nationwide in scope, analyzing data collected by the EPA. The study concluded that regardless of which political group controls the government, enforcement of the Safe Drinking Water Act is virtually non-existent. The NRDC analysis shows that in 2015, there were more than 80,000 infringements of the act, which included failures to inform authorities about contamination. Mark Edwards of Virginia Tech, who helped find contamination in Flint, told the New York Times that he agreed with NRDC's conclusion that the government has not done enough to enforce drinking water safety regulations. In related news, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has removed himself from a dozen important cases, including challenges to the Obama administration's clean power plan and the clean water rule. Pruitt sued the EPA over those policies while he was Oklahoma Attorney General. In an internal memo obtained by EE News, Pruitt wrote last week that he will not participate in any cases in which the state of Oklahoma is a party. Democrats and environmentalists have criticized Pruitt ever since he was nominated for having significant conflicts of interest because of the numerous suits he filed against the agency he now leads. But before he acknowledged the problem, and removed himself, Pruitt had already taken some steps to roll back the clean power plan and to review the rule about which bodies of water are subject to EPA regulation. More than 8,000 residents of Flint, Michigan, received notices recently warning them that the city would start the process to take their homes if they did not pay their water bills. The city said it would start foreclosing in February next year. Some residents have bills close to $1,000. Since the lead contamination was found in 2014, the water in Flint is still not safe to drink, according to local officials, and Michigan has ended a program that was helping residents pay their water Water bills. Some think that families should not have to pay for water they still cannot drink and should not lose their homes over the crisis caused by state government. The city is in a bind, as the mayor admits, but there are too many uncollected bills for water and sewer services, which will stress the city financially. Meanwhile, about 1,000 homeowners in Baltimore who have not paid their water bills face eventual sale of their homes. The efforts of cities to collect unpaid water bills brings up the issue of how to provide what the UN deems a human right, but also pay for the cost of treatment and delivery. One suggestion appearing at NCA.com is to treat water like public education. Schools teach pre-college age students without charging them or their families. The system is funded through taxes that are spread across a local or state base. Something similar could be done with water, argues Daniel Moss of Water Commons, but providers also need to encourage conservation while providing water to those who can't afford it. Water scarcity in the Middle East is leading to some innovative plans by at least one company. A firm in Abu Dhabi is planning to start towing icebergs from Antarctica to the United Arab Emirates. 
Gulf News reports that the company has run the idea through simulators and says towing an iceberg could take about a year. Plans are in place to start the project in 2018. The company says the average iceberg, if there is such a thing, holds up to 20 billion gallons of fresh water, or enough for one million people for five years. After a year-long voyage, the bergs would be anchored offshore and harvested for processing in what they would eventually call pure polar ice water. The company also claims the project would be good for tourism, drawing gawkers to see icebergs floating off the Arabian Peninsula. The idea is not new, having been considered in the 1970s, but at that time the price was too high and the technical problems too great. Another idea being floated by the company, build a pipeline under the sea to bring river water from Pakistan to the Emirates, about 750 miles. And finally, what do kids in Tucson, Arizona, have in common with folks in Ninana, Alaska? They both play guessing games about the weather, wagers that could score winners cold, hard cash. Cold as in ice cold. Contestants all around the world try to guess the exact time the ice will break up on the Tanana River in Alaska. Whoever gets closest could win a $267,000 jackpot. So the students in Tucson University High School statistics class, who also tried to guess the first 100-degree day in their city, took a crack at the ice challenge. But they weren't simply guessing. Their teachers had them evaluate average temperatures over the years and chart dates of the ice melt, a way to use statistics for real-world application. The winning time is determined when a cable attached to a tripod on the river ice trips a clock on shore when the ice moves. People wait to see the breakup, which has happened as early as April 20th and as late as May 20th. Gavin Schmidt has been watching too. He's a climate modeler at NASA, and he says the ice break over the 101-year contest clearly illustrates that the planet is warming. On his website at realclimate.org, he graphed data showing the long-term trend towards earlier breakup and overall warming. 2017 was almost exactly on target, roughly one week earlier than the average breakup date a century ago. As far as the students, looks like they might have a winner. This year, the breakup occurred at exactly 12 noon on May 1st. Student Madison Manley Nebel entered 12.01 p.m., just one minute off. Oh, and by the way, according to the National Weather Service, the temperature in Tucson hit 100 degrees on May 4th. The city didn't reach that milestone until June 2nd last year, but it's better than 1989 when Tucson hit the century mark on April 19th the earliest in recorded history. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.